Crazy times. Crazy times in this in this episode of 2020. Yo, it, it's wild. She's not, she's not letting up. <laughs> no. Who not letting up? 2020. 2020. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you know, Meg got shot. I saw that girl. They trying to find out who did it. They think it's so much speculation. People think it's Tory Lanez. People think it's, it's Kylie, Kylie Jenner. It's fucking Kylie. <laughs> to say something i i mean this is your time to like let us know you have the tea like you want to be in the culture so bad i feel like this is her time to let us know what happened bruh meg wasn't in no fucking shit until she started hanging with fucking kylie yeah i feel like she only started hanging out with her the day she got shot it's very telling exactly <laughs> which means her, she was set or up it's, or it's 1501 her old label mm. but honestly like it could you know you just never know. Yeah. Like, you, you never spend know. all day making up scenarios. Because my Twitter timeline is a power episode. Like, yeah. So, like, let's Yeah, it's here. always some new shit. <laughs> I was trying to decide if I wanted to talk about... If I wanted to talk about that Nick Cannon shit. Girl. Ah. Girl. <laughs> so, I read the full transcript. Bitch, I watched the whole interview. I can't find the interview. You know how you watch up me clips? I mm. couldn't find the full interview anywhere anymore. After, have- it, after it first broke. It was on YouTube. Maybe I need to look a little harder. But I mean, I on Twitter. Have, you know I have you? the whole interview. Because the clip I saw was nonsense. I was like, what are y'all talking about supporting him? Yeah. The clips were enough for me. Yeah. When I heard Farrakhan, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Anytime I hear Louis Farrakhan <laughs> anything, Out. I- I'm not listening. Mm-mm. Hotel only, as fuck. I only I'm, saw I'm the clip. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all about it now because I'm not going to bring it to the table because like, I don't really <laughs> want to talk about it. But like, that's he on some nation of islam type shit like they were quoting elijah muhammad Mm -hmm. and louis farrakhan and like you know like black people are the original uh uh, semitics and like the darker the melanin the closer to god and we are gods walking this earth and like (laughs) all these like evil ass and they didn't like say anything hateful towards jews it's just that rhetoric like, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. rhetoric of, like, grouping, like, Jews and white people and white supremacists, like, all together. And basically saying, like, you know, they're, like, inherently evil, which I feel like <laughs> white people are. Yeah, that's but- the clip I saw. That The clip they showed on the shade room, I was like, yes, Nick. I didn't know he... And then I was like, why are they saying he said something anti-Semitic? I was like, from the clip I read, that I've seen, <laughs> yes. he's, talking, he's speaking facts. That one clip alone without context is like there's nothing wrong with what he said like he was speaking the truth but if you watch the interview in context Mm. they're actually problematic as fuck yeah and like you know what that's all no i'm not gonna talk about it i have a problem like hoteps are ruining the movement yes like they are detrimental (laughs) to the movement and i wish they would stop because this shit is ridiculous because Mm -hmm. now you got white people sitting here like if a white person said this about a black person, they would be canceled. And what's fucked up about it that they're not wrong. And I hate white people are right. Like, I even, hate even though, the reason to like support it. I feel like this is so annoying because one, black people don't even have the capacity to oppress Jewish people, even if they wanted to. Even right. if they wanted to. <laughs> like, number two, we have been considered three-fifths of a human being since it was written in the fucking constitution. So, like, I don't understand, like, white people have said worse and been reprimanded for less. Like, and haven't been, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what? Like, 
So I'm just sitting here like, that's just like stupid, all the like reaction to this. But then at the same time, I'm just like, they really sounded like some cuckoo ass niggas. Mm-hmm. Like they sounded like they was like into that conspiracy shit. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> do you not know like the nation of, like this is how I know they don't know what they talking about. Cause they was like, they was literally like, like, I mean, like worshiping the nation of Islam, but then wearing like, Malcolm X glasses and I'm sitting here like you do know the nation of Islam killed okay. Malcolm X right <laughs> like like you do know they silenced him <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like I'm just sitting here like okay it was like oh they want to mute the he they want to mute us they want to mute the Hebrew the, the Hebrews and I'm just like what are y'all talking about it was like a really fine line between like religion and history that I'm not like super well versed like in either but it was just like y'all sound cool cool like you know what I'm saying? like for centuries like people have used religion like to annihilate complete you know what I'm saying whole races mm-hmm. they've used it like to justify violence and it's like y'all not doing anything different and I don't even feel like nation of Islam is a religion I feel like it's more of a political movement but like <laughs> it's just like yeah. yo like mm-hmm. And I think what's even more crazy is that people are, I know for a fact, nobody on Twitter has watched that whole interview. Mm-mm. People just seen that one clip and was like, what y'all talking about? You know. Free like, speech. Yeah. He can say blah, he yeah. Can say whatever, and it's like, like, it's so mm-hmm. dangerous to look at shit and support or denounce shit without context. Like, this is bad. Like I'm, I'm like looking at the trajectory of this shit. I really want to see how this shit plays out because, like, this is gonna be a problem, like for race relations moving forward. Because like motherfuckers don't know what they're supporting and what they're not. Mm-hmm. And even like when I read the transcript, like the terminology they were using was anti-Semitic. Like, mm. and like it was, like it truly was, and like the the person him being on that show, Nick Cannon bringing him to a platform to talk about it, was making a statement within itself. Mm-hmm. Like, and for him to move like that, nigga, you don't own Wildin' Out, so you can't be out here like I demand on it. No, 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 no. You sign that shit over to Viacom. Yeah. Every every action has a consequence, and niggas love you know trying to yeah. skate well so-and-so did it because they got that shit was quick when when they that thing like broke i went to my mtv app the thing was still showing it said wilding out bitch they was playing a fresh prince of bel-air they pulled that show with the i've never seen something pull so quickly and yeah when did that when did the video even come it was like it, it came, came out, out a while ago like, like it's been up for a minute. I don't know yeah, how it just surfaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it yesterday, and I only I saw, saw the clip. Media, I saw some media people like you know just talking about it, like you know hush hush, like wonder wonder what's gonna happen with this. While they brought Viacom announced they were cutting ties with him. Boom! This little I feel like they pressed the button as soon as they hit that press release. It was posted mm. two weeks ago. Oh wow! So this is recent too. Yeah, because they were like, "Oh, but it old footage." They didn't even say old footage. They were like, "Um, footage has resurfaced," and I'm like, oh, "The fuck!" Like, but so this was also, recent. Was <laughs> was also super crazy, and it's like really dangerous. I guess it's like getting on my fucking hotel soapbox. First of all, like that shit. The Nation of Islam 
is misogynistic as fuck. Well, as they're homophobic as fuck. They're transphobic as fuck. Like they are problematic as fuck. As fuck. Did you not watch the movie Malcolm X? Did you not see Angela Bassett in her fucking <laughs> submissive Shut ass? Up. <laughs> Shut up. I was watching that movie the other day. <laughs> like they are problematic in that whole fucking interview. They did not mention women not one time. Mm. They didn't mention women not one time. You cannot be for the liberation of a race of people and not acknowledge intersectionality. You know what I'm saying? And like not you you cannot do that. And it's just like, yo, like this shit is crazy. I'm just sitting here like, yo, this is like 2020 is really a fucking whirlwind. And she is not. Bro, Louis Farrakhan said that women basically our only purpose is to be housewives. Yes, and reproduce. Yeah, that's that's Mm. it. That's the only rights as women we should have. Mm. All the sexual assault allegations that happen in the hands of leaders of the Nation of Islam, Farrakhan himself included. Mm. Like no, yeah. To see like demasculate the black men, take our voice, silence us. The white people get to do it. No, hoteps are the bane of my fucking existence. Yo, I hate them, y'all. Like, I think I'm gonna dedicate my life to dismantling. Them. <laughs> <laughs> they are really like no, like no, yeah. absolutely not. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> hey y'all, hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Bonds and Brunch. It's your girl Aaliyah. It's Javel, aka Bell. It's your girl Dana, <laughs> and we <laughs> and we are here talking shit about shit as usual. I got a good feeling about today's episode because I'm already hyped. <laughs> Might be because earlier in the day, yeah, yeah. it's very energy. brunchy. Um, Not that early, but how's y'all's week going? What's new? What's popping? Um, I feel like I just seen y'all. Yeah. yeah. It's just been like 2020. It's like I wake up and something else is happening. Like, but I mean, I've been keeping myself in good spirits. How about y'all? Trying. <laughs> what y'all toasting to this week? Well, I can go first. I'm toasting to um I get to this Megan Thee Stallion for like a speed recovery. Please. Like 2020 trying to take out Megan and her knees. Like what? They didn't like. How did that make the news? Or like, how didn't how didn't that like, like surface she, until today? They said she was. It was reported that her and Tory Lanez was arrested. Like maybe like yesterday, the day before yesterday, and then she posted a PR, like well, I'll say an iOS press release, as Kid Fury always says, and basically told everybody like, "No, I was shot." That is That's very crazy. Wild. Like, why? Yeah. How would that not make? You know what I'm saying? How would that not? How did TMZ not find out? It looked like it happened in the SUV. Well, apparently it happened in the SUV. There was an argument with Megan Thee Stallion, um, Tory Lanez, and some random girl, I don't know. That's what they say. Those are the people who were in the vehicle. And there was a sh- four shots in the vehicle. And one of them hit Megan. That's what oh, we know. Oh, okay, girl, with the details. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I've been on the shade room. I'm like, this is coming in too quick. Like, I had to, I had to follow the shade room because... Things was coming in too quick. Like I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Wait, so Tory Lane shot her? 
that's what people some people are speculating but because remember her manager said something um to Tory Lanez like um watch where you sleep or sleep with your eyes open or something like that like basically threatening Tory Lanez so it's speculation that Tory Lanez was the one who shot her because her the other girl who was in the car with the argument I don't know her name I don't even know who she is but she has come out and been like hey it's not me yeah, I did see her producer tweet that uh, he added he added Tory Lanez and he was like count your fucking days and I was like, oh, but he deleted it. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> it's yeah. also weird because like Tory Lanez is five four one twenty, so I just don't you know. This is all Kylie Jenner's fault. <laughs> yes, this is messy. Like this is really messy, and Kylie Jenner is just sitting there like not saying nothing. Mm. well yes i wish meg a speedy recovery and sis don't be hanging out with the kardashian culture clan mm-hmm. don't be doing that um i think i'm going to toast today to my girl rihanna because bitch, this Fenty skin. I'm so excited. She already has my money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to first of all, I need to cancel my subscription from Savage because mm-hmm. sis, like you're taking my coins every fucking month. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? We're just gonna have to get into this this Fenty skin. Like Listen, it's so funny because I like when Kylie Jenner released Kylie Skin, it was rumors that she had copied this idea from Rihanna. Like Rihanna had been you know trying to cultivate and make a skincare line but you know Brianna actually wants it to be quality so it took time and it's so funny that it's real like when I saw that Rihanna posted Fenty Skin I was like immediately signed up to be one of the people who gets early access which is just a day before but I was like yes I'm just giving you all my coins sis like Rihanna anything you put out I'm always gonna try it because it's Rihanna exactly and I honestly feel like you know what I'm saying? I feel like Rihanna can be linked to quality. Like, I feel like I, I would mm-hmm. give anything she put out a try. Like, yeah. She got a good rap sheet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to toast to, it sounds lame, but I'm going to toast to just being here, being blessed in 2020. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's really a lot going on. Like, it's really a lot going on. I mean, things happen every day all the time not just in the 2020 but things are really crazy like there's a lot of deaths yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of things popping off just every day so I just am gonna toast to just being here having a roof over my head and being safe amen (laughs) amen what do you guys bring to the table this week so Javel, you brought the shade room because the shade room, I know this happened. Because they couldn't stop posting about it. So Ari, which is one of these rappers' baby mamas, I can't keep up anymore. Got a lamb truck from Moneybag Yo. Love to see it, girl. Like a Lambo? Lamb- like a Lambo truck. Yes, a mm. white one. With like mm. a thousand roses on the inside. I was like, okay, romance. Mm-hmm. Maybe her love language is, where is it, gifts or acts of service? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know Lambo trucks existed. That's how... <laughs> far removed i am from the conversation i was this days old 28 days 28 years old when i found out lambo trucks were a thing <laughs> i'm not gonna hold you i didn't know until i saw it posted i was like those exist right. i know two chains about the bentley truck a while back mm-hmm. and i was like oh 
okay. It's but okay. Me- we'll know luxury soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it just led to a lot of conversation about like, you know, dating expectations, what you need from your partner, gift giving, all that jazz. And we talk a lot about red flags and what niggas do wrong and what steers you away from potential partner. But I feel like we don't have the conversations so so much, so to speak, on the opposite end. It's like what they're what are they doing right? What are the green flags? If you're talking, if you're dating a nigga, like what's something he could that he's doing, you know, early on, where it's like, okay, you got it. All right, I ain't gonna X you off. You know, this this is this is cool. Wow, that's such like a a switch up in the way that we like think about niggas. <laughs> yes, because they're trash. So being positive sometimes can be a little hard. But. Right. Oh, okay. So I know like right off the bat what will really captivate me about a nigga um, or about a man (laughs) is how um, attentive and intentional he is. So like, you know, a guy that can pick up on something without me really having to tell him. Um, I'm like a a sucker for like, you know, guys who are observant um, and like guys who are like true to their word. Like they do what they say they're going to do um and you know what i'm saying like it's, you know what i'm saying just just that consistency and that like trustworthiness that's some shit that will captivate me like before anything else like if all else if all other areas are like you know i'm on the fence about that will make me like i'll, I'll hang on so yeah i agree Leah. like i think attentiveness is very is very very important and very underrated mm-hmm. very okay underrated. like as i'm thinking oh you got it javel yeah i knew i was gonna say um <laughs> I what a green flag to me i hate to say it like this but a real nigga like i yeah. feel like a lot of niggas come with antics yeah. like they do yeah. it's like this is always something like it's always just like either they too loud they do too much it's just i just like somebody who is just a regular like just real like what you see is what you get what they say it's no gimmicks it's no game it's just a real nigga Yes. That and attentiveness yes. together is like, yes. yeah. <laughs> I know another thing. Um, so, like, my love language is acts of service. And so, like, a guy that is, like, willing to, like, do things for me without me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like, automatic, like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll do this for you. Like, I love, like, a building-ass nigga. Like, a nigga mm-hmm. who just put some shit together for you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, mm-hmm. take some shit apart for you. Or, like, you know, like, do some shit. Like, I, that's, like, that's, like, a green flag to me. Like, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Acts of service and acts of service without having to be told. Like, oh, you just, you just thought you needed to do this for me. Like, yeah. dang, okay. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely a green flag. <laughs> Love a man who volunteers. He mm-hmm. loves to see it. Yes. <laughs> <Volunteer>. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to see it. I think for me, I'm gonna write that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> because for me, I'm the type of person I don't like to ask for anything, and ask and because asking it hurts it hurts me to my core, especially <laughs> a man to do something for me. But man. asking twice is too close to begging for me. So <laughs> I just I need you to volunteer. That's like yeah. the, that's a big green flag. Um, I think we talked a lot about like action. When it comes to personality, you gotta have like, you gotta be with the shits. I need to feel protected. I need like I don't do the hood, do you know? No, not saying that, but like <laughs> I need somebody 
if if something's going left, I gotta know. I gotta be able. To, I can call you, and I don't got a question. Right. Yeah, to go. Right. Right or wrong or indifferent, you pulling up and you're gonna ask questions later. That's yeah. what I see in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I can't do, oh, let's call the cops. And no, no, no. <laughs> no. You gotta be with the shit to be with me. Yeah. <laughs> like you gotta be with it. Like I can't be the most aggressive or assertive, assertive person in our relationship when needed. Like, no. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. And like when you were talking about personality traits, I think like when it comes to I would like a guy who is like confident, but like also um, humble or like comfortable enough with himself to like not be afraid to to love me wholly. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like not be afraid to like do things. Like you know how some niggas be like, "Oh, you simping," or uh-huh. like you know, like you know what I'm saying? Like be confident in yourself. Like of course, like know that you know I'm not a nigga to be played. But at the same time you will like give me like the love and attention and you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. treat me the way I deserve to be treated without feeling like it's a hit to your ego, you know? Right. And of course, green flags is always consistency and consistency is something that's ongoing. Okay. It has to be consistent, but <laughs> consistency is always a good <laughs> green flag. <laughs> I'm actually just sitting here thinking of like, all the red flags and then the reverse of those the opposites <laughs> it's really hard to think about so like i know one thing that will really make me like take a step back and be like oh, okay is a dude that is slow to anger mm. and will like actually like you know yes. have a conversation and will consider a perspective or an opinion other than his own that's some that's shit that a big me, yeah that's some shit that'll make me be like okay maybe we, maybe we can work through something mm-hmm. like yeah that's a good one i forgot about that one yeah being open-minded and also this isn't i wouldn't say this is like a flag this is more so a non-negotiable for me i don't do the homophobia i don't do the transphobia oh yeah hell no i don't do the hotepness <laughs> hell no yeah <laughs> So, but it's so common now mm-hmm. that when you, like, I've been on, like, dates with people, and, you know, you have those conversations. Of course, you don't, I don't never jump in too heavy, but it's just always subtle things that are said where, like, I know, okay, you know, you are, you know, like, it's, you know, with Dwayne Wade's son, like, it's just little things like that. That's yeah. the only way I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I already know I'm dealing with, I'm just going to leave it, I'm going to leave you where you are. Because I'm not, it's a non-negotiable for me. It's it's crazy that it's so hard to find men who are so open-minded and who are open to furthering their ideas. Mm, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Or like unlearning, you know what yeah. I'm saying, like their bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, that's, yeah. that's very, very real. That's very real. I have one more question. So do you think that your father play any and like your treatment does that do you think that impacts the type of man you know like how you view your flags in any way so to speak 100 million thousand bajillion percent Mm. i honestly feel like it is one of the primary um (laughs) methods that i use to assess men um and I'll take things that I like about my father and I'll look for those things. And then I'll take things that I absolutely do not like 
And like those will be huge red, huge red flags for me. Like mm-hmm. the green flag, red flag thing is huge for me. If I see any remnants of those red flags that my dad possesses, it's a wrap. Because I I know how that shit go in. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I that's yeah. That's that's a, yeah. I have a follow-up question to that for y'all, but like, yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, I now that I'm thinking about it, like it has like just the type of men that I have well in relationships, you know, y'all know I'm engaged now, but in the past I've always kind of looked for a certain kind. I was looking for something that I felt that I didn't see maybe. It was like something that I didn't really maybe see in my father. I would always kind of um, kind of look for that in a relationship. So I feel like now with my fiance, I feel like in terms of just being more, like not saying anything bad about my dad. He's just very, um, what's the word? He's not very like lovey or very, that's, that sounds horrible. He's, just, he's, he's very like just a man, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't really show his emotions. He's very just, you know, just a, just, just a dad, like a, just a plain dad. And so I was never like a daddy's girl or anything like that. And I, so I feel like in relationships, I always just want a man who was just like, so just oppressed about me, basically, like just, you know, treating me like a little princess. And so I feel like that has definitely had an impact on just the type of me dating and then just the type of people I've ended up with and the person I'm with now. That's real. I think it, I don't think it influences my, how can I put this? I don't necessarily think it influences like what I consider like a red flag. So like, you know, early on, cause I think of, when I think of flags, it's something that you, you know, indications like, you, you know, you're, you're in that talking stage, you're getting to know someone. Um, but it does, it has influenced my expectations when it comes to, you know, what I need from a partner. Um, because at the bottom line, my dad was a provider and taught me early, men take care of what they value. Don't let nobody tell you otherwise. That's um, very true. Yeah, so it changed. It, it definitely impacted that perspective for me. Because I think a lot of times men in our generation, they always say, oh, you know, I ain't, you know, y'all was spoiled by your daddy but I ain't your daddy and that you know sh- shit like that and it's like no like it's kind of a standard you know and I, I was right. spoiled but it's spoiled. like and my parents relationship wasn't perfect these men are different right. <laughs> but I saw but spoiled. I saw you know my dad go to work every day and take care of his family and put them you know like prioritize certain things so it was like are y'all in la la land like why wouldn't mm-hmm. I want that I don't, I don't subscribe to the thing of the, the, sorry, the daddy issues aspect that people try to find women. I think that's BS. Yeah, no. But I do think it does, it does influence what you look for yeah. in a partner in some way. I agree. I feel like it's a, I, I think I read this in the book, but like the universe, the universe made you, I forgot what the saying was, but basically, you know, everything, like how your parents interacted, it's all meant to like create a better generation you know what I'm saying so how your dad interacted with your mom or how your dad interacted with you or me you know things like that that's all supposed to okay we can learn from those situations and now we can do better or we can you know adopt those same principles yeah yeah definitely because I feel like you know I saw like the opposite so my dad was there like figuratively and like emotionally like he was very supportive in that capacity but like tangibly he was not 
And so like that is something that I require now because I feel like I see, um, you know, I see what it can look like when it's when it's not, you know, when it's not there. And so now that's something that and sometimes I feel like I don't know. I was having a talk with um, some friends the other day and they told me that like I was like stubborn for like the way that I like approached my relationships with men and the things that I required. And they told me they're psychologists in training. So they're like, you're projecting, you're projecting what you experienced onto blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting here like, I mean, maybe, but like, I've also seen what that shit can look like. You know what I'm saying? So like I, that's just something. If you know better, why won't you do better? Yeah. That's just something that I (laughs) require now. Like I just require, if you cannot take care of me, not saying that I don't have to do anything, but if you cannot take care of me, then there is no point in us being together because I can take care of myself. So like, it is what it is. Yeah. That is very true. And taking care of sometimes doesn't always, for me, it doesn't always mean financially. Um, that's because very that's, true. Because I feel like I've said on this podcast multiple times, you know, we're going to be good regardless. But it's just little things that these men yeah. just don't, you know, it's yeah. more than just providing. Yeah. Even though that's the bare minimum. Yeah. And we don't, we don't applaud fish for swimming. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, <Her>, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. So I was gonna. Oh wait, what you said? No, go ahead. I was gonna ask you guys a similar question. So, do you feel like your past relationships or past experiences affect the way that you view and interact with men today? Definitely, definitely. And I honestly, I wouldn't even say for the bad. Like, I feel like it was actually very beneficial. Like, I feel like all the situations that I've dealt with with men in the past have, like, really helped me know and interact with men now. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like definitely. I feel like in any relationship, if you're not learning something from that relationship, then what were you doing in it? Yeah, that's true. I think it doesn't always have to be negative, but, like, you should be progressing in all shapes of life oh, and evolving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so relationships are one. Because, I mean, it's crazy how when you're dealing with somebody, like, where your mind is at when you guys are, you know, you're in it. And every nothing's perfect. You know, you have your turbulence, ups and downs. But once you remove yourself, it doesn't work out, and you move on, the reflection is, like, it gives you time to really, like, to really, okay – let me, this was the pros and cons. This is what happened. This will, you know, this bother. It gives you time to evaluate and apply that shit to the next guy. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I also, I don't think you should be, I don't date to marry. So, I, you know, me either. <laughs> so it was like, it is, what you it know, is. that's yeah. me either. Yeah, and people to. swear up and down. You're supposed to date to marry. I am not. And I'll be like, oh. listen, <laughs> I ain't even marrying to marry. <laughs> Partnership. Okay. Okay. Like an entanglement. Okay. Listen. Nah, that shit's not kind of lit. I watched an interview and I was like, so you're sitting across from your current husband talking about how you had an affair. With another younger fine, because all this I've seen him was fine. She got him in his prime before he kind of, you know, we kind of lose. 
<laughs> in his prime, in his house, he knew about it. And he's interviewed. I'm just like, did y'all sue the see the future like the the superimposed picture of Jada's face on Future's body looking in the yes. mirror and grinning? <laughs> like that is my favorite <laughs> meme. <laughs> Yo, like people can say what they want. I want a partnership that fucking solid, like to where we can be that fucking transparent. Will literally looked at her and said, "An entanglement? No, call that shit what it is." call that shit what it was, and then later on said, I can love you through anything. Like, I can love you through anything. We went through some shit, and yeah, I was almost done with your ass, but we we, we, we ride together, we die together. <laughs> mm. Bad marriage for life. Like, bad marriage for life. Like, people can say what they want to say, but like, I admired that shit. I was like, wow, y'all can literally get on here and be your 100% authentic selves and, like, know that, like, at the end of the day, y'all still got each other back. Like, whatever Jada did to transgress against (laughs) Phil, he was still up there and had her back. Held her accountable, but had her back in the sense of, like, I mean, we here together. I'm gonna hold her accountable for the shit she did because the shit she did was fucked up. Mm-hmm. but I'm here and I fuck with that shit because it also reinforced to me that I feel like in relationships sometimes love is not enough like the concept of just love is not enough to keep two people together in a marriage no. mm-hmm. or, or anything it's not enough you mm-hmm. got to have a little bit more than that and that's what you know that whole dynamic of that their interview you know like it has to be un- it has to be unconditional and yeah. and sometimes it may when it's un- the conditions of it may not always be love right but let's be re- they're re- you know they're re- right. you know they're two wealthy individuals so of course mm-hmm. you know who knows they had a prenup you know it's just of course there are probably other factors in this in this situation we just know the hat we just know a piece of it because a little part of me i was like mm, i think it's a lot more to the story oh definitely that we will never know oh definitely (laughs) will looks stressed will was sitting there like why why didn't you get him signed nda like why did right he was just like this what you y'all ass get like i felt like he was just like messy this what you get being messy (laughs) messy with a child (laughs) (laughs) i didn't do this before and i'm not out here like this somebody was like will looks real calm over there who's his side piece listen Yo, but I just think it's like, I don't know, it's something very powerful and comforting um, about, you know what I'm saying, being able to, all the good side, but even like the fucking ugly sides of you, for somebody to sit there and listen to you and laugh about that shit, you know what I'm saying, like, I was like, damn, Jada don't got no fucking worry in the world, but like, she don't really, she don't really have to, like... (laughs) She don't really have to. Yeah, it. But I will say it did kind of bother me. Um, the way to me it came off that like you know she was saying you know she basically she loved the project, and it just came off as like August Alcina was basically you know I would say a bystander, but you know he was basically something that came in and came out, low key used. Um. <laughs> So it was kind of like, yeah, y'all kicking, y'all kicking, y'all talking about it. But it's like, damn, I felt empathy for August because, you know, you could tell like he truly developed feelings. And in the past, 
you know, y'all were all like, y'all knew his back, you knew his background. They said he was sick. I yes, was like, oh, sick. And I was they like, said very sick. Yeah, I was like, but oh, you okay. thought, fu- but you thought fucking was gonna make him feel better. <laughs> we got like, into an entanglement. <laughs> like if he was so sick, I feel like that would have kept the relationship strictly platonic. Right. That was a little strange to me. And I'm not I gonna lie. Say, I hate to, you know, I'm. If that was a man, I think it would be a whole different narrative that came after that interview that it had. Because I was like, damn, like, honestly, I, I don't I think August like, is well. But I feel it's just like, like if damn. it was a man, they would have been coming for the woman again. <laughs> because this shit does happen. And they yeah, that's a good point. Again. <laughs> like, people kept saying, like, Jada groomed him. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, August is a grown ass man. Like a grown ass man. Yes, he had mental health concerns. And yes, Jada is fucked up for doing what she did. But like, groomed him. Was he a child? Oh, was I, like, she, say, I wouldn't say all that. I just felt like, I felt bad. I was like, damn, like, we watched this nigga basically like cry with Angela E and talk about all his heartache concerns. <laughs> and you could clearly see like something, you know, no, somebody yeah, else gave wrong. Yeah. Uh, and then here you come, talk a kiki kid with your husband. Like, for real <laughs> but they were also like yo this shit happened years ago like i haven't talked to august in years so i don't, I don't think that's true why he's coming to say that now i don't believe that at all at all that that's the problem that i call bs that's a lie she is lying mm. that is a pr move yeah that is a pr move of course i believe he cut communication but because somebody pulled up it was like maybe like a year and a half two years ago it was an interview and it was about oh there's the smiths are so good to me and block no Absolutely not. I definitely <laughs> call bullshit on that. We'll never know the true details. <laughs> but an entanglement? An entanglement. No, no, a relationship. Call what that shit what, what it is. An affair. It was a relationship. <laughs> that shit was wild. Woo, 2020. What entanglement? Full throttle, <laughs> baby. Full throttle. Let me remind you that Kobe still died this year. That's how long this year is. Yeah. That's how long this year is. Yeah. And we only halfway through. I saw a video of Paul Gasol. Like, he went over to, like, play with, um, to spend time with Kobe's daughters. And I was like, I got misty at my desk. Because I was like, this is so sad. Like, (laughs) that is so sad. Like, that whole, that was so sad. It's still sad. It's devastating. Like the baby, a full baby. Yeah, I didn't know she was like that young too. Yes, she like just, she just had turned that her baby. Year. Yeah, she just turned her year. I was like, wow. To lose a child and then uh, have to raise to push through mm-hmm. to raise another one—that is just so heartbreaking. It probably gives her something to live for, though, for real. I mean, she has her other—I think she has three kids still. But I guess having you know, just at least your kids. You know what I'm saying? It's at least it's something tangible but yeah that shit still gotta hurt definitely so what i'm bringing to the table i i don't okay it's kind of all over the place but i'll try to bring it together so kanye west is indeed still running for president y'all since this morning um the other day he had said he wasn't gonna do it no more but he still is so that's the thing um, Chance the Rapper wants us to vote for him, and he doesn't understand why. 
And what else is just going on in Black Kunus? Just a lot of Black stuff, right? So I think what I want to bring to the discussion is I've seen like just back and forth on Instagram, on my timeline, just kind of two different conversations about Black people and Black liberation and Black capitalism. And so some people have the mindset that like, well, yeah, some people have a mindset that they're kind of rooting for everybody who's Black. So it doesn't matter what they do. For black people to come up as a unit, we all need to just come together and root for everybody black because that's what white people do. Even when white people are wrong, this is not my words, y'all. I'm just quoting the things I've seen on Instagram. But even when white people are wrong, you know, they always come together and collect as a community um, against something that they feel like is an attack to their race. And so as black people, we need to do the same thing. Oh, yeah, 50 Cent says some cool shit, too um as always about exotics and whatever so yeah it was 50 cent um kanye west and that chance boy so anyways it was just a lot of coonery going on and um what was i saying basically yeah so it's two conversations are are you rooting for everybody black or do, do us as black people can are we supposed to hold people accountable and are we able to not support them that's my conversation i wasn't eloquently spoken but I feel like I know where you guys are going to say, but let's see. I am not. I'm rooting for everybody black. Who got some but, goddamn sense. Yes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> but there, but there are nuances. It's not, it ain't that yes, black Yes. Nothing is that. ever black and white. There are lots of fucking gray areas. And like, that's my issue with our community. Like, mm -hmm. I just be like, bro, like, y'all have to think critically, okay? Like, you have to. You cannot just blindly be out here just supporting Black people, like, just because. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have some goddamn standards. And you have to... Black people are not above being criticized. Like... Yeah. Come on And to now. add to that, like, with when that Virgil situation happened and he donated $50, I've seen people saying like, well, I'm still going to support Virgil because he's a black man in a white space and he's representation for my kids and da, 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 da. And so I've seen two sides of the argument and I just wanted to see what y'all think, which it sounds like y'all pretty much think the same thing. I think like we have to hold people accountable. It doesn't matter if you're black, like, that whole idea that you're just rooting for everybody black because they're black blindly and that we need to just all come together and support people like R. Kelly and 50 Cent and people who are just horrible people, like, no, no. We can, we can definitely keep people accountable and let people know that we're not gonna, we don't fuck with you. Like Kanye, like Chance thinks we need to vote for him because he's black? Like really, because he's black? Like, I'm tired of people thinking that because we're all black, we all have to be single-minded. Like, we're just so dumb that we yeah. all just, can't y'all see the light? It's Kanye West, yeah. you know? It's, it, Biden's better? Like, no, black people are struggling. Like, we know what the fuck time it is. We see that we don't have a lot of options. And Biden is the best. Well, I'm not telling y'all where to vote. But I'm, like, it's just shit yeah. like that that I'm like, black yeah. people are just very, there's just a conversation that needs to be had. <laughs> and you know what's, like, so dangerous about that, like, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, blindly rooting for everybody that's Black. It's, like, it, it assumes that, like, being Black is, like, one monolithic experience, and it's not. Mm -hmm. People expect, like, you know what I'm saying? You are Black regardless of, even fucking Ben Carson is fucking Black. 
Okay. I don't fuck with his experience and I don't fuck with his views. <laughs> the nigga is black. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so being black is is not a one way experience. There are, we are so diverse and there is so much intersectionality within our identities. And so like, that's why hoteps get on my fucking nerves. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to use the word hate, but I, I strongly dislike them because I feel like they, you know what I'm saying? Just push this one identity you know what i'm saying and it's just like it's very dangerous it's very dangerous to the movement it's very dangerous to our progression as a people people need different things i was listening to somebody the other day some ignorant ass nigga i was at a fucking fourth of july get together and this nigga was like yeah like so the um, the black lives matter and the gays have decided to like put their movements together to like push all of our agendas you know and like they thought that like you know putting them together and folk and pushing all of our needs was like best and i was sitting here like so you really acting like there are not gay people within the black community like are you are you seriously looking at these as two separate agendas agendas like (laughs) honestly like honestly like i yeah that shit it it blows me and and that's that's a huge like pet peeve that i have i do not feel like black people are above critique black people can be shitty as fuck they can be prejudiced as fuck um they can yeah They need to be held accountable. They need to be held accountable. We can't have true unity without critique and accountability. We truly cannot do that. And what really bothers me is that when it comes to certain things, oftentimes these terms, oftentimes this this rhetoric is around stuff that happens to Black women, like rape and sexual assault. Mm -hmm. They always want equality when it comes to like egregious shit like that. Like Harvey Weinstein shouldn't be your defense to r kelly it should not like you should not want to qu- like oh he doing that oh but y'all yes yes we are yes the fuck we are <laughs> like you know i don't give a, i don't give a damn if harvey weinstein out here walking free walking free i still want r kelly ass under the jail under yeah. the jail because when y'all said when this stuff happens to, to me it comes off as like okay y'all just don't care about black women just say that and go just that's say that again yeah it's coming down to misogyny it that's what it kind of seems like it's coming down to <laughs> you know i wish we could really like i at one point i really want to invite some men on the podcast to have a real a real authentic like raw uncut discussion about misogyny because it's some shit that they just think only white men have and possess and like I mean, it's literally in our entire experience. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, our experience as Black women is, like, rooted in us being Black and us being women. And, like, the the bullshit that we put up with (laughs) from these niggas. Like, I really want to, like, I really want to break that shit down. Because I also feel like masculinity in general looks different in Black men than it does like, you know, so even masculinity is not a monolithic experience. Like, you know what I'm saying? There are different like layers and tiers to that shit. And I feel like black men think just because they're not privileged and they're not white, that like they can't be misogynists. Misogynist. And I also think that's rooted in 
in my experience in talking to some of these men, it's rooted in their own insecurity because Absolutely. they want, <laughs> they just say you want the same privileges as a white it, man because that is the standard that they're trying to hold. That's the measure for them. And that's, when I see that, I can't even like engage or like, you know, even have any kind of back and forth because that shows me your mind. We ain't on the same page anyway. So I'm right. not even going to get that energy. Like you're trying to, your measure you're trying to be on the same shit, the white people. You want to do the yes. same crime. Yes. And you want you want mm-hmm. that. You don't Equality. want just yeah, that's not what you after. Yeah. Mm-mm. You don't you don't want justice. Yeah. Of course not. You don't care about the victims. <laughs> they, they don't want equality. They want privilege. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to. That, that that's is what they, exactly that's, that's what they want. And every every excuse men. to their bullshit is, well, the white man be doing this and the white man be doing that. And this is that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that shit is fucking. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous as fuck. And and, and I feel it more now than ever mm-hmm. because we're in a period of change, and like so much shit is getting re- is getting is, is coming to the surface and coming to the light that it's almost impossible to give a hundred percent attention to each individual thing. And I feel like, bro, like, yo, this, this is a very important time. The next steps that we take, the next decisions that we make are going to impact our future. So like, y'all gotta get y'all head out y'all asses and y'all gotta start thinking critically because this is ridiculous. Okay. Fucking okay. Kanye. Kanye West. Bitch. The one who had the MAGA hat on, the one who said slavery was a choice. That's also how I knew uh, Nick Cannon and them was also fucking bullshit. They said Kanye was right. It was like Kanye was right. He was awakened early. Like he was, he was awakened early. Niggas not on that train yet. Like, and y'all will, you know what I'm saying? Niggas will support some shit blindly. You know how many, do you know how many motherfuckers was on Twitter like, I support Nick Cannon. <laughs> I support what he said. Like da 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 da. And I'm just sitting here like, have any of y'all seen the whole interview? Anybody? But nah, you just supporting <laughs> some shit be, you, blindly, blindly, and you have zero idea the repercussions. Nick Cannon was on that shit sounding like Hitler, bitch. He was sounding like fucking Hitler. Damn. Damn. Like, so you have to be critical. You have to be. You mm-hmm. have to be. Or it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be pointless. All this work we're doing is going, to be, is going to be pointless. That's what makes social media so dangerous but still powerful at the same time. It's because we have the ability now to cut, chop stuff up, and mm-hmm. give anything to support your own argument. Mm-hmm. And, con- and context cannot, can be completely out the fucking window. Mm-hmm. But because a lot of times we only see highlight reels, we don't see the full thing, and people Context. always so people yeah. always so quick to give an opinion, you know, jump in. I saw that's why I brought up um, Zaza Wade earlier because I saw Dwayne Wade say we we stand with you, Nick Cannon. I'm like, hold up, stop it right there. Do you really though? Do you though? Do you, do and, he you? Just, and he he came back and deleted it, and he was saying, oh no, I was just saying, you know. I seen it on the shave room. I didn't know. Every other union was like, nah, nigga, fuck him. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, and it's not even just black people supporting black people blindly. It's literally speaking on some shit that you have zero idea about. 
so when I first watched the video of Nick Cannon, at first I was like, what the fuck did he say? Like, somebody please tell me what the fuck did he say that was anti-Semitic? Because yeah. I am against anti-Semitism. And, like, I don't see what he said in that clip that was anti-Semitic. Right. So, I, you know, I was about to tweet on it, but then I was like, hold on. Mm. Then I was like, hold on. Like, let me, like, you know, let me go do some research. Let me see. Because I don't really know how I feel because I need more. Like, I got to see. I have all the information. Yes. <laughs> so, once I got all the information, even watching the information, I, I tried my hardest. I was like, mm, mm, mm. This ain't it. I- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, like, this is a problem. Even when you support people, because I be seeing people who post um, Louis Farrakhan quotes and shit, and who post, like, his interviews and shit like that. But, like, you posting a quote and you posting an interview and you're expressing your support for a person and you don't even know what they stand for. You don't even know what they stand for. Point. You know what's crazy? Who do you always see posting that type of stuff? What gender? Men. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> oh my god. Men. Never in my men. 25 men. years on this earth seen a black woman post anything about Louis Farrakhan. You know what? I could, I could be proven wrong. I'm telling you, when I saw him quoting Louis Farrakhan and then wearing the Malcolm X glasses, I was like, you're really an idiot. Like, you're mm. really an idiot. You have zero idea what you're talking about. But you got a whole platform. You you and, you recording a whole podcast. Yeah. And that's the thing with a lot of these black celebrities. They're just so out of touch, a lot of them. Like they're so out of touch with like what's really going on, like what real black people are going through. Like when Chance the Rapper was just trying to tell us to vote for Kanye, I'm like, do you do what? 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 I know that's your homeboy, but what? You know what? I used to think that some, some, like some, of course, you know, once you, once you're kind of, you know, do your own thing, it's very easy to get into a bubble. But I truly believe that some of these celebrities are truly that stupid. Like I truly, truly do. I think (laughs) that we are, some people are so quick to come. Well, no, they don't, you know, they know. They, they are very much aware. Somebody told them Mm. because we've seen when certain things happen, you know, they get called out. I've, you know, you've seen some celebrities take a step back and be I'm sorry, you know, and mm-hmm. truly show like, okay, I will apply this, you know, I fucked up, owning it and accountability, mm-hmm. addressing it and moving forward. Yeah. But these like Chance the Rapper, this ain't the first time he said no shit that's right. Thing. I'm like, no, he really that dumb. He know his daddy is a is like a sender or some shit for in Chicago or something like some kind of political office. That nigga knows. He right. knows how fucked up Chicago schools are because he's mm-hmm. not giving what he knows. Yeah. So you just chose to think that. Yeah. I mean, Kanye's black. Why don't y'all vote for him? And I don't get it. It's a friend. It's a. It's a cloud of judgment. A lot of times, I think when people, when something is close to, when somebody they truly, you know, care about, have a relationship mm. with, does certain things, they're, you know, they're gonna stand with them. And sometimes, as a friend, if you you gotta be like, nah, sir, Chance right? Say, like, nigga, this ain't it, right? Honestly, I feel like you should be like not most critical of your friends, but like you should be able to like that's the whole point of building relationships. For me to actually, if I do crit- give you criticism, you can take it as constructive and like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like that's how you grow. 
Yeah, I think with I think with like certain certain celebrities or just people who have any kind, you know, just enablers. Yes, they they have yes men around them, and it shows over Mm -hmm. a span of time. Because certain artists, you can see that Rihanna, you can see her growth. Mm -hmm. You you can see people change and evolve. That's why Nicki Minaj don't do it for me because she's the same. Like, like girl, what? Like, that's not enough anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not enough. Yeah. Well, Aaliyah, what you bring to the table? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a little switch up, right? To something a little lighter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I was um (laughs) I was actually filling out some form the other day, and um, you know, like you have like passwords to like you have to create like like passwords and security measures to all of your things that you log into. And so it was asking me like, you know, like my favorites, like things of like my favorites or whatever as like my security questions. And I was like, I never really thought about these. Like I was actually having a good time coming up with my favorites to these so dead. <laughs> to these passcodes. So I wanted to have like a segment where like we talk about like our favorite things and just see like if that's kind of like what we like thought or like imagined about each other right okay. Ooh, i'm excited okay so okay do y'all want to like guess first or you, do y'all just want to like like tell each other what our favorites is and then mm. let's, let's do a guess first for a little razzle dazzle okay a little, little razzle dazzle <laughs> <laughs> so the first song. question is what is your favorite animal puppies not dogs for who puppies we're supposed to guess oh shit (laughs) shit i ruined that shit already (laughs) we can guess the next one well that's interesting because i i don't know i think i was gonna i don't know what i was gonna say for you i guess you can guess for me i won't um dolphins bitches like dolphins i don't know and you like blue you like turquoise Dana don't like, I feel like she don't really like aquatic animals. <laughs> <laughs> People were surprised I got a fucking dog. Like they thought it was, it was just like the most random thing in the world when I got, when I got, like it was just so bizarre. Yeah. I was going to take a stab and say like, you don't like animals, but <laughs> let's actually say that like <laughs> you had a favorite. If you did like animals, what will be your favorite one? Monkeys. They're really? kind of cute. Mm-hmm. What kind mm, of monkeys? Like yeah. a chimp or like a like lemur? A little chimp. Do y'all remember? Uh, so this is why I think they're cute. It was an episode of Smart Guy. We had that we had that chimp that he was like trying to <laughs> I remember watching like, oh he's so cute. And then Michael Jackson had one. I was like, oh every yeah. time I think of chimps, I think of like Planet of Apes. <laughs> a rebel a revolt. <laughs> First of all, I've seen like okay, y'all. I've seen every single Planet of the Apes movie, like the old ones to like the one with Mark Wahlberg to like the new one with um Franco. What's his name? Not James Franco, his brother. Yeah, the other one. Yeah, the other one. I've seen all of them. I love that shit. <laughs> I think Aaliyah's favorite animal. Well, girl, do you like dolphins? Somebody likes dolphins. I do like dolphins. <laughs> I do like dolphins. I do. I was gonna say an elephant. 
Oh, uh, I like elephants. Okay, my favorite animal. I really like dolphins. Um, and I think I really like, I like the um, jungle cats. So mm-hmm. like you know panthers and cheetahs and tigers. Um, I don't like house cats, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's funny that you was right. I really don't like animals. So. I feel like I'm like mm, I can't really. <laughs> Monkey really threw me off though. They're so cute. Monkey's well, the most human like, I guess. Okay. What is your favorite movie? You know what's interesting? We're really close. So it's like this is I feel like you guys would know this one. Waiting to exhale. Hell, yeah. I was like, waiting. Is it waiting to exhale? No. What? 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 You want your favorite movie? No. Okay. 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 No. Let's get another stab at it. (laughs) Is it a movie? Is it a movie you watch all the time? I feel (laughs) attacked. Bitch, it's Devil Wears Prada. You are questioning this friendship. What? Man, I knew that. One of the two. (laughs) I knew that. But I forgot about that movie. Like, that movie completely left my head. <laughs> I knew that was your favorite movie. <laughs> Why you, like, funny. twice a week? <laughs> That's funny. JaVale, hmm, what's your favorite movie? I haven't updated my new favorite movie in a long time, so. I think it's pretty easy. easy. It's nothing, like, it's just a movie I could always watch. What y'all think? I'm a terrible friend because you're white somebody chicks? I don't. Who? White chicks? <laughs> Did you say white chicks? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't associate you with movies. Okay. I don't you're really... not somebody who sit down and watch movies. So it was really hard. That's very true. I'm not really a big movie person. Like. You have to, someone has to tell me, like, this is a good movie for me to watch it. But I think if I had my favorite, it would be ATL. There you go. Okay, I knew that. Now, now just, okay. I feel. Yeah, it's that. just a classic. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm still, you know, it's just one of those nostalgic movies for me. So I guess that's my favorite movie. Aaliyah. Mm. What is Aaliyah's favorite movie? This is hard because she's a movie person. Like, this is yeah, really hard. Yeah, I be watching hella movies. Like, this is. This is hard. Do you have a favorite movie? Um, that's a good question. So every time I'm asked X Men, okay, I really movies? like X Men. It's not it's not one of my favorites. No, I like I like the series. Um, every time I have to write it down somewhere, I say Lion King, like the uh-huh. like the like the original cartoon. But anything with Denzel Washington can really like. If I had to pick my favorite Denzel Washington movie, it would be between John Q and Man on Fire. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, I'm a movie head, so, like, I mean, I, maybe I don't have a favorite movie. But every time I have to put it somewhere, I say Lion King. I'm going to change my favorite movie to The Matrix, the first Matrix. Ooh. That would, that had, Ooh, I still think about that movie. Um, yeah. You know, um, Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 are coming out on the same day. I didn't know they were making a Matrix 4. Yeah, it's coming, out, it's coming out on the same day in 2021. Okay. Granted, yeah. we won't be in the theaters because of COVID, but yeah, it'll be streaming. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> okay. Next question. Okay. 
What is the last name of your favorite actor or actress? Or full name. It don't got to be last name. You know, this is for passwords. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, that's real, real specific. I got to know their name, first name, and last name. But okay. For Leah Washington. Washington. Denzel Washington. Just already told yeah. us. Yeah. Dana Meryl Street. Definitely Meryl Street. <laughs> <laughs> no? I mean, yeah. I, you know what? That's it. Hmm? Bassett, Angela Bassett. That's more. That's more my speed. Also, it could be white. Betty. Yes, I love that. Oh wow! <laughs> and it's crazy. I be feeling so bad because I know, like, but I did watch a Betty White documentary on Netflix, and I was like, oh, you may not be a racist or white man. That I, in my head, I just like yeah, you know, you're old. Yeah, but no, she was like one of the first like white. She was with one of the first. Like white, well, I guess everything was white back then. To hot, keep a black person on her show, and like she ended up losing her, she ended up like losing her show or some shit because they wouldn't fire him. Dang, she refused to fire like a black man on one of her like variety shows. Back yes, okay, Betty, Javelle. This is hard. Yeah. Lun, it's a man. Lund- no, it's a man. Did you, were you going to say Lauren London? Yes. You think that's my favorite actress, bitch? <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> uh, said ATL, and I was like, mm, not for the acting, bitch. <laughs> not for the acting. Viola Davis? No, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll see oh, I love Leo yeah. DiCaprio. Yeah. I'll see any He's so fine. Yeah. Yeah, he and he's a, a really good actor. I mean, he plays the same role. Phenomenal actor. He does. He plays he the same role. Phenomenal <laughs> actor. Mm-hmm. He played, you seen, um, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Yes. I wish I never. <laughs> that was a little disturbing. <laughs> I was like, oh, you diverse. <laughs> you got range. Right, you got range. <laughs> I'm so dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. What is the last name of your favorite athlete? Or who is your favorite athlete? I think if we did, if I did have one, I do have one, but let me somebody get, let me somebody get. last name is Williams. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Serena? Yeah. yeah. Serena. Serena Williams. That's the only athlete I like keep up with. Same. <laughs> Dana's would be. Do you have a favorite athlete, Dana? Okay. Is are they black? Yep. Are they female or male? Male. Um, male, black, male, black. That's what's his oh. name? What's his name? Um, OBJ. <laughs> <laughs> fine as fuck so oh. i could say but no my favorite i've just my favorite athlete is kobe bryant the late girl okay mm, okay mamba okay. yeah it broke my heart okay okay <laughs> all right and so this is the last question this is gonna be really tough it's gonna be a tough question who's your favorite author so 
Um, honestly, I can't even guess. <laughs> yeah, we won't be able to guess, but I guess everybody can reveal who's there is and like what they've written. Who wants to go first? Oh, me? Okay, I like, honestly, I had to Google his name, but I read a lot of his books. Paolo Coelho? Coelho? He's a Brazilian mm-hmm. author. What's he right? He's most famous for The Alchemist. Okay. But the rest of his books are kind of like a similar, like, eye-opening type books. They're all kind of like spiritual, very spiritually based so i really like his books i I'm, i want to read all of his books like they all seem really good i'm on another book he has right now um let me find it actually i don't think it really matters but i'm on another one of his books and it's pretty good too so yeah that's my favorite author um i don't i don't think i have a favorite um so to speak, but I've been revisiting a lot of books by Alice Walker. So I'm just mm. going to say that. Okay. But I think, you know how you, I kind of, I kind of got out of touch with reading for like actual leisure mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. like during college and after school, you know, that kind of made me like, just hate, you know, it just turned me off. Yeah. And I picked it back up recently and I haven't, you know, I haven't explored, I haven't read enough to kind of quote unquote get like an all-time favorite yet but at right right now i would say alice walker so i too have like gotten out of reading like for leisure um but if i had to be like authentic and say who my favorite author is i would have to say um is this lady her name is mary higgins clark and like i like her because when i like was reading when I was younger, like really into reading, I was captivated by like murder mysteries. And like, when I tell you this lady write a bomb ass murder mystery, like it sounds scary. You be like trying to like get through the book to find out what happened. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I could, I could visualize like a motion picture, like, you know, like she Mm. was really good. And so her daughter um, writes books also like writes murder mysteries. Her daughter is not as good but I think that's the most books I've read by one particular author. Mm. Um, now I'm trying to be a little bit more well-versed in um, Toni Morrison and James Baldwin. Um, but I've only read a few books by each of them. So yeah. I don't have like, you know, a favorite, you know, of the two yet. But yeah, I would say Mary Higgins Clark. So do you guys read Audible book? I mean, not read. You guys listen to all, like, audible books because I was I've been trying to see if that's a route I can go because that's just faster you can actually do stuff while you're getting the information yeah, so yeah. I want to know how, what y'all think about that do y'all so I do okay so I made an audible account um because like this summer there was like a lot of books that I wanted to read and I really like okay so I, I feel like there are pros and cons Mm-hmm. So I really like Audible because, like, you can preview, like, five minutes of a book before you, like, download it or buy it. And, like, previewing a book is almost like, you know, like, seeing a preview of the movie before you purchase it, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and so you can listen to it, you know, when you're driving down the road, when you're running or going for a walk or whatever. So I really like it. 
I also feel like you can finish a book a lot faster when you're listening to it. Mm-hmm. But there is still something about reading the words on a page, um, you know, that really just like captivates you. Like I really like, you know, finding words that I may not know what the meaning mm-hmm. is and having to use context clues mm-hmm. and keeping my dictionary handy yeah. to try to figure out what stuff means and reading stuff back and over and over. Um you know, there's just something about actually reading the words on a page that I really value. Um, but I also really like Audible. Like, you know, okay. for, for some of those books that may be like those like self-help books or those, uh, they're not really like stories. Yeah. But like, you know, books that just be talking. I think yeah. I would use Audible for that. Okay. But for those captivating stories, I think I would like read them on my own. Gotcha. Yeah, I've only used like Audible and audiobooks when I've been like memoirs, mm. like when it's about like someone's life. Okay, I think it makes it more captivating. It's more like an it actual does. storytelling. When I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, like um, Taraji, her book, I listen to it on Audible. Okay, Gabriel, you like stuff like people. You know, I'm interested in your story. Yeah, um, but if not, I just can't because I tried to um, listen to the Michelle Obama book. Oh, and it wasn't. I I don't know. Oh, really? Because I was thinking I, like that would be something I would try on Audible. I didn't. I don't know. I don't like. I didn't mm. like it. Maybe I don't. Back then, I don't know if she. I like. I like it if the person who's reading it is an actual person. That's what makes it lit to me. Okay, and I maybe, can see that being weird. Yeah, I think <laughs> when I tried it, I don't think she she had recorded like the voiceover. Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's why I think those self help books because they're writing from first person. Um, and those like autobiographies uh, are good because I listen to um, so I listen to uh, a man's search for meaning like Viktor Frankl. He's like a he's like an existentialist, but like he is Jewish and he survived the Holocaust. Like and so he he his book talks about his experience, like so how he survived the Holocaust and like how you know after he went back into the real world after he endured all of that trauma, watched his whole family die, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. went back into the real world and, like, nothing about the world had stopped. Like, Mm. everybody had just, like, kept going. Like, you know, it was just like, yo, like, what was the fucking point of me going through that terrible-ass fucking experience Mm. if the world was just going to keep going and I was just going to have to come out of here and get a fucking job to live? Like... That's deep. Like... That's deep. Okay. (laughs) I wouldn't have got all that from just like, I mean, maybe I would from sitting and reading it, but like I listened to it while I was taking a long drive. And so it, you know, it was fitting. I like Audible. Okay. Well, Audible, if you hear this, sponsor us. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll be listening to podcasts. I know y'all do it. But (laughs) so I'm sorry. So, no. So I was listening to the last episode of The Read. And I don't really listen like consistently anymore. Mm. But they were saying like their show could possibly be ending. Why? Because at like we're in a pandemic and show they're pulling ads from podcasts. Oh, I didn't realize ads um, with so much revenue yeah. was like but financing also, the show. But also, I think it's one of them things where they're not willing to do it for free. That's what I took from it. Because you could still have a podcast without ads. You just don't want to do it for free. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, we don't have ads, but we we be here. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Dang. Like, oh, interesting. interesting. 
Okay. I don't want to say something, but right. I was like, are you gonna do inappropriate and unnecessary? So yeah, we can just <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying to keep it light because I really had some other things. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> um. So yeah, now it's time for the tip, and I'm gonna go first. Oh, so, right. Yes, I am. So have y'all um ever heard of or watched the show Bigger? It's, yes. I don't think I have. Yes. It is fire. Okay. So, guys, my tip for you guys is there's this show. It comes on, like, BET Plus or something, which I don't have. But it you can also watch it on Amazon Prime. It's called Bigger, right? It's a show. It's very – it hits kind of on those same beats as, like, Insecure. But I think it's funnier than Insecure. Um, But it's based in Atlanta, you know. So, it's real, like, you know – real hits home and it's actually really really funny and it's really really good and it's like you know it's lighthearted. so you can be doing something and you know watching it to the like while you're doing something so i definitely my tip is if you can watch at least one just try one episode okay i'm not even gonna let you i'm gonna just give you one episode and i promise you're gonna be a fan watch one episode of bigger you can watch on amazon prime or bt plus or whatever it's called if you have it and just give it a try. It's, de- it's definitely worth it. Is it like 30 minutes or an hour? I think they're 30 minutes. I think mm-hmm. they're, yeah. yeah. They're really like short episodes, but they're good. It's they're fire. good. It's not like how Insecure, no offense. Like I feel like the last season of Insecure was just kind of draggy. A lot of stuff wasn't happening. No, every episode, of course, this is the first season of this show. But um, all 10 episodes are available, and it's just very interesting. The characters are captivating. They're multidimensional. You know, it's based in Atlanta. So if you're from here, you would feel very, like, you would resonate with a lot of what they are doing and what's going on. So definitely watch Bigger. It's so good, so funny, and it's just such a good – like, BT, I don't know if BT really produced this because I'm like, this shit is, like, quality, but it's, it's really good. Yeah, I was disappointed that it was only on, like, this streaming shit when it should have been on the network. But it was, like, you know, it is a little, I don't think they, you know, it is, they kind of go there. Yeah, it's but, a little HBO-ish. Yeah, but, but actually, <laughs> y'all putting this fire content on this streaming app when you're showing. You got all this garbage on the real network. Because it is so good. <laughs> it is so good. It's on this, BT has a streaming app? Yeah. I guess it's called BT Plus. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you can watch on Amazon. How did y'all, I'm curious as to how y'all stumbled upon this. I saw so, a clip. I saw a clip somewhere, and I, and I actually I saw this is that when I had cable, and they were doing this little promo thing, and I just saw it. And I was like, oh, this look. When I see black, like young black, people, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I did the free trial with the BEC Plus, and at the time it was coming on every week. I actually like subscribed so I could watch it. That's how invested I was. Yeah, um, I was getting my hair done, <laughs> and my hair, so I was like, have you seen Bigger? It's so good, and she showed me, she, I thought, like, you know, BT, this is about to be corny, it's about to be lame, she's like, yeah, it's based in Atlanta, I thought it was gonna be real stereotypical, like, not, you know how when people are not from Atlanta do stuff, like, film stuff in Atlanta, it'd be real, like, just lame and just off-putting, no, this show is, it's so good, like, I was just laughing the whole time, like, as she was twisting my hair, like the time went by so fast because I was just so invested in the show. So good. So yeah, that's my tip. First Wives Club is good too. It has Jill Scott in it. First Wives Club, okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I heard of that. Well, my tip is to stay y'all asses in the fucking house and wear your goddamn masks. Hmm. No, for Still. real. <laughs> Still. Still. Like it's out here. 
It's out here. Yo, the news said that, like, we will not be going back to any sense of normalcy until 2022. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. This is going to change the way we, like, interact with the world forever. This is out of control. Like, it's actually, like, like, when it was happening, I was like, oh, this is crazy. But now I'm like, this is really really out of control like people can't even get tested like that if they don't have symptoms because we don't have enough you know testing supplies like it's crazy hospitals are running out of beds for patients like this shit is out of control so like really if you can just stay in the house just stay in the house and wear your mask and wash your hands yeah. wear your goddamn mask wash your goddamn hands <laughs> stay in the goddamn house a mantra <laughs> um my tip is use your pto <laughs> because uh, mental health days are important you know we talk about self-care here and we ain't going nowhere well i'm not some people are you know we're not taking lavish vacations <laughs> in 2020 it's, it's a dub um so use your pto because you need those days. Because I see a lot of, I think it's a generational thing. Like, older people cannot grasp the concept that we, that we just take days off because we don't feel like doing it today. Like, yeah. talk to my mom. I'm like, she's like, yeah, I'm working I'm like, no. She's like, why not? Just wasn't feeling it. And you would, you would think I'm telling her that I am <laughs> embezzling. No, you know, that's it's just real. Because, like, take care of yourself yeah because if you die they gonna find somebody to replace you okay so take your mental health days Mm -hmm. take your days okay because they're they're not worth anything it's not no job is worth your health if you need it take it i really like the favorites part of this show remember we did that like get to know the questions episodes we should do something like that again that was fun yeah the questions i just had yeah, remember we did that questions episode like a while back? We did. We should do Honestly, I had the thought of us like when me and Javel were riding to your house, we were listening to our old podcast. And I was like, yo, we need to bring up some of these old topics again and revisit them because I feel like and see like whether our views are similar or have changed. <laughs> yeah, I'm a like I'm gonna start looking at like listen to like old ones, like some of our first couple ones, because yeah. that was like further back and see what kind of stuff we was talking about and then see if we can like, I don't know talk about it i don't know if we would like put a clip of what we said in the actual show like this is what we said then <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i had a i have another tip but it's not i feel like enough men don't listen to this show but if a man <laughs> is listening this is your tip this is just for you stay out of women business business stay out of it it has yeah. to with you if you're not a woman stay out of it don't speak on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, it reminds me of this funny ass shit I saw on Twitter. It's this like little TikTok video of this girl being like, me. it's like a, it's a two circles. The middle circle is women's business and the outer circle is men's <laughs> business. See. And this girl said, men, you are here in women's business. You need to be out here mowing the lawn, cutting the grass and building shit. Not, yes. in, not in women's business. <laughs> And some nigga was like, this is the poorest use of Venn diagram I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> because this shit literally implies that women's business is men's business. And I was like, bruh, why you think, why you, why you can think critically about everything else except the shit that's important? Right, right. Stay out of women's business. 
Nah, you want to laugh. When he reposted, it was like, dig deep and think about the messiest bitch you know. It's a man, ain't it? That's a man. That's a man. Because that's so true. They stay in our affairs. Like, they stay in our business. No, for real. Once Ooh. once we get more clarity about this um, <laughs> Megan the Stallion and Tory Lanez, because I'm starting to think Tory Lanez was probably in somebody's business that he shouldn't be in. And I, I want to know. But yeah, stay out of woman business. <laughs> get back outside. <laughs> get back on the lawn. <laughs> Build some shit. <laughs> Build some shit. Take out the trash. <laughs> Ain't that what y'all say? Go in the kitchen. <laughs> Go outside. <laughs> I'm dead. Woo! Well, y'all, it's been a blast. Thank you guys for tuning in for this episode. Be sure to follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. We're on Spotify now. Um, awesome. Leave us a comment, subscribe, send us questions. We haven't got questions in a really, really long time. I feel like y'all not like y'all not fucking with us no more. We're we trying to bring back. We're trying, yeah. trying to bring them back. Um, but yes, follow us at ESSNTL on Instagram and on Twitter. We are BESSNTL. So, thank the one and only. The one and only. Two S's on Essential. All right. See y'all next time. See y'all on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Bye.